0: Faithfulness, you know. I've, I've thought several different ways to go this evening. I'm, I'm talking now, just trying to settle and get the mind of the Lord. Be honest with you about what to preach. Uh, I've got, I've got a few messages burning. Uh, I won't preach them all tonight, amen. Uh, but I've got a few of them that's kind of burning in my heart and just trying to get the mind of the Lord. Let's, let's pray. And you pray that the Lord will give me. Clear, clear direction. Amen. Lord Jesus, we come to You thanking You. Lord, that You are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask, Lord, or even think. Lord, we're thankful. Lord, that You know the hearts and minds of the people here tonight. Lord, and it's not for me to try to figure out. It's not for me to try to decide, well, will this message fit or that message fit? But Lord, You know the message of the hour. Lord, I pray that You'd settle my heart and mind. Help me to know the will of God. Lord, that You would touch us and use us, Lord, to preach the Word of God with joy and with boldness. Lord, standing in this place, realizing I cannot and do not want to stand here alone. Lord, but I need you to fill my lips. Speak through me. Speak to me. Help your people. Help me as your man, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Look with me in Second Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. i uh, I do not preach a lot of mission style messages uh you know it's y'all y'all like a lot of the churches that I go in you've already got a heart for missions amen thank God for that i've heard I've heard churches say well we're mission-minded well that's good that's good uh you know it's good to be mission-minded means you think about it every now and then but something that's on your heart, it's, it's with you always. I, I'm gonna tell on, on myself just a little bit, and I hope you don't think bad of me on this. Uh, we were, Jay was born. Jay, Jay will be seven years old tomorrow. If he ain't told you that, if you ain't met him, he'll tell you, I'm about to turn seven. He's wanting everybody to know. This is his birthday. But, he had just been born. I'm talking about, he was, he was a week old. And, uh, I had been booked up in North Carolina to preach a meeting. And I told the preacher, I said, it's going, lots going to depend. And I said, you know, it's, it's my boy. I love my girls and I thank God for my girls. And, uh, I don't want to say but here, but, but you understand. Amen. Uh, that's my boy. And, uh, he's my namesake. He's Jody Jr. We call him Jay. And man, he just, you know, all those thoughts of a boy coming into the family and, you know, I understand boys. Uh, girls, I'm still learning. They change all the time. They all the time. Amen? Help me, fellas. All the time. Sometimes they mad and they want you to leave them alone. Sometimes they mad and they want you to throw chocolate at them. They change all the time. Amen? It's, it, it's hard to figure out. Boys, you feed them, and once in a while, tell them put some clothes on. They'll be a Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, boys are, are fairly simple. Uh, but preacher called me and he wanted me to come up. Jay had been born just that, I don't even know if it was a week. Got up there and I preached that evening and, uh, we, we was meeting afterwards for, for a meal and he said, I want you to meet somebody. And his daughter came in holding their Week old and three day grandboy, and I said, "Well, that's that's nice, preacher." But then he put that grand youngin in my arms, and that messed me up, folks. I'm talking about messed me up because my heart, my mind was on my family, but my heart said, "Hmm, I could be holding mine. I like this is a good this is a good one, but I could be holding mine." And I told him, I said, preacher, I said, take this baby. He, he said, what you doing? I said, I'm, I'm going, to get my Bible. I'm going home. He said, we got a meeting. I said, you got other preachers. You messed me up. I'm going home. Your heart will cause you to do things. You understand? When it's your heart. If it's just on your mind, you, you might forget about it, but it was when it's your heart. And that's, that's what I'm thankful for is that Lighthouse has got a heart for missions. It's, it's on your mind. Uh Ms. Rachel, I understand you got a heart for going to the mission field one day. Don't lose that. That heart will cause you to do things. But thinking about that, I I don't preach a lot of missions. don't preach a lot of mission messages. But I I do see three requests that that Paul, the missionary, makes in the Word of God. And I want to look at one of those this evening, but I'm going to give you the other two. You'll notice in Philippians chapter number 4. And you don't have to turn there, you mark it down, if you turn there, it's fine. But in Philippians chapter four, he tells them, he said, he said, you, you've communicated with me. Can I, can I tell you church, you've done well in communicating with us. Financially, prayerfully, the emails we get, that communication is so helpful. I can't tell you the times that, that I woke up and just where I've had that night of just, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? I'm tired of, I'm just going to be, be honest and, and transparent, and I hope you don't, again, hope you don't think about them. those nights where I think I can't deal with another Scottish accent, I can't deal with another Scottish attitude, I can't deal with it no more, I'm done with these people, they've aggravated the fire out of me, I can't stand the sight of another Scotsman. Amen. You ever feel that way about folks in America's? Yeah? Alright then. And I'll check my email. And I can't tell you the times there's been an email from one of you here. And I thought, I got to go on. They're counting on me. That communication has helped me. Amen? So thankful I'm thankful for the communication. But he says communicate. That's a request that the missionary makes. Communicate. And there ain't a missionary out there that today wouldn't request that you communicate. And the more you communicate, the more encouraging it is, the more helpful it is. Thank God for communication. I'm thankful that the pastor set up the email where you could do that and send those emails, and they're a great encouragement. Second Timothy chapter 4, though, he tells... Young Titus here, and I don't know that Titus is so young at this point, or, or uh, young Timothy here, excuse me, uh, tells young Timothy here in verse number 13, he said, "...the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments." He says, I want you to come. Amen. Not just communicate, but I, I want you to come. Now, I, I, I want you all to come to Scotland. Amen. How many of you pray about coming to Scotland? Few of you? Amen. Rest of you, I'm praying you'll get right with God. Come on to Scotland. All right? I want you to come. Not so you can see Edinburgh Castle. Not so you can see Sterling. Not so you can see all these, not so you can see where Robert the Bruce killed the Red Common and all this, and not so you can see all these beautiful sights, and that's part of it, and I want you to see that. But I want you to come so you can see the boys and girls. Men and women who are lost and going to hell, and because you've got a missionary there, maybe, just maybe, they'll hear the gospel. I want you to come see that. I want you to come see what your mission dollars is doing. Now we'll have a good time, amen. I'm pro- I might even take take your preacher, and get him to come, take him to a Kaylee. If you don't know what a Cayley is, talk to me after service and we'll, we'll talk about the Kaley. I may even take him to a Cayley. We'll have a good time. But the purpose is that you see the field. Now, what I want to deal with tonight, and I'll, I'll be just as brief as I can. Second Timothy chapter 3. Verse number 1. I'm going to read these 17 verses if you don't mind says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Boy, if that ain't true, I don't know what is. Amen. You'll get cussed out today for holding the door open for a lady at Walmart. Amen. They hate people who just do right. You ain't got to wear a MAGA hat. You ain't got to uh, shout how much you are conservative. Just doing right, they hate you. The survivors those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such certain way. Now, verse number five has me believing. He ain't talking about worldly folks. He ain't talking about people who are lost out in the world. He's talking about folks who go to church. All this accusation despises of those that are good. He's talking about church people. Can I tell you this? You've heard this before. No doubt church people are some of the ungodliest, meanest folks you will come across in your life. But God's people are some of the sweetest, kindest, most loving people you'll ever meet. And there is a difference. He said, verse 6, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead, kept, lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres which stood Moses, so do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs was also, or as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Just well, get ready for it. It's coming. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and mean deceived. But continue thou in the things... Which thou hast learned, and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto the salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures given by inspiration of God, it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, he says here in verse number 14, he says, but continue thou. So, he requests that you communicate. He requests that you come, but I think this is the greatest request a missionary could make is continue. I've, I've, preached, I've preached on continuing, and my mind and heart's been on continuing a lot over the recent years. Much more now, though, that I see so many falling away, so many churches that believe like you believe, like I believe, that... They once stood where we stand and stood strong and stood, stood solid. But now, man, they're bringing in all sorts of stuff. Their music's changed. Their methods have changed. Their Bibles have changed. You've seen it. You could probably lay out just as many as I can about different ones who have changed. And you sit there saying, man, what happened? What changed in their life? Well, the list of what happened here is here in the first few verses. That's what, they became lovers of their own selves more than lovers of God. They became greedy and heedy and high-minded. They thought they knew more than God knows. Amen? Y'all remember Abinadab and Ahio? They put that cart, brought the ark of God out of Daddy's house. God had said, here's a way for the ark to be handled. It's to be handled by the priest." By the Levites carrying staves through there and it's to be handled that way. Y'all remember the story? And Ben and Ohio said, well, we'll get a new cart. We'll put it on there. And I fully believe that their goal, their purpose, their motivation was to, we want to honor God. And if we it was a new cart. It wasn't some old dingy cart. They didn't find it in a field somewhere. They built a new cart for the sole purpose of we're going to magnify God. Oh, hold on. That sounds good. But the problem is that's not how God said do it. God's got a way. God's got a way that things are supposed to be done and I want to do it God's way. Amen. I want to do it the way God said do it. I want to keep doing it how God said do it. There's a, there's a right music to sing. Amen. There's a right way to do things. Let me, let me get into the message. He said, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He points back in verse ten. To verse number or fourteen to verse number ten. Verse number ten says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine. Let me just stop right there and address that. Can I say it this way? He said, You know where I stand? You've learned it. You've learned this same stand that I have. You've learned that. Continue in it. Keep doing, hey, keep the standards high. Keep the music right, amen. Hey, thank God, I love this old church hymnal. Amen. We could about go through here and preach a message. Or ten or a hundred. Amen. You could about take any one of these songs and read through there. There's so much truth to them. There's so much doctrine to them that we could about take this and preach a message out of it. I'm glad when I come into a church and they still sing in the music right. Amen. I'm glad when I come into a church and they ain't got blue lights up behind the stage and purple lights and all that. And you say, well, you know, what's wrong with lights? Well, there, there, there's, a, there's a, a mood, there's an emotion that goes on with them lights. And them lights are sensual lights. You, you understand when you start looking at that sort of stuff, there's lights that will help you go to sleep. There's lights that will put you in a sensual mood. There's lights that will make you angry. And so I don't believe all that. Well fine, if you don't think colors and lights do anything, take you a red cape, walk through, walk through the field where the bull is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna film it. Amen. We gonna watch it, cause we're gonna make some other Ones of us that live, we're gonna make some money off of it. But if you don't think that means anything, go right ahead. Be my guest. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Here's what, here's what bothers me. Maybe even more than the lights. Is they, they, they take out all the other lights. It's dark in there. It's almost like they're, they're wanting to set the mood. And then you go in, then you add in that music. I feel something. Well, of course you do. You gonna feel something. But you need to figure out what spirit it is that you're feeling. It ain't the spirit of God. There's something different about that and there's something, and, and then what they were singing tonight. I felt something on what they were saying tonight, but what I felt tonight was Spirit of God saying, that's right, that's good, that's, that's honoring, that's pleasing to me, that's, hey, and, 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 the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit said, amen, deep inside me, and I said, amen, that's right, amen, that's good, and raised my hand, and I, hey, it was helping me because it was ministering to that spiritual man and not my flesh. And let me just so I'm clear, it ain't always the contemporary stuff. We've talked about this, preacher. Some of this Bill Gaither stuff that's coming out, and some of this, some of this what you used to trust Southern Gospel. Now you've got to be very selective, very careful with what you pick. It's Hey, it's changing. It's changing. I'm, I'm seeing them now. I'm seeing them. They're bringing it in to our youth groups. They're bringing it in to our camp meetings. They're bringing it in. They're promoting it on every turn. Well, hold on. Six years ago, we had a standard. When I left this country, there was a standard. When you went into an independent, Bible-believing Baptist church that stood on the King James, you knew some things. Just the fact they was an independent Baptist told you a whole lot. Now when you see independent Baptists, you have to figure out what do they mean by that. Where do they stand on that? And the reason is churches are changing they're dipping their colors. He said, you've known my doctrine. Doctrine matters. Doctrine matters. Amen. I want you to hear me on that. Doctrine matters. What we believe, what we preach out of the Word of God, it matters. Where we stand, how we take verses, it matters. Rightly dividing the Word of God matters. Line upon line, precept upon precept, building doctrine from truth matters. Amen. Amen. You can take a verse and make it say anything you want it to say. I can take Judas went and hanged himself and go and do thou likewise and build a doctor. That's what they do. That's what, that's what so many outside, that's what they do. Other denominations, I, I don't even like that word denomination. You understand what denomination means? So they'll, they'll pin you in a corner and say, well, you're, you know, we just, we ain't of that Baptist denomination. Don't let them push that on you. Over yonder, we use the British pound over in Scotland. You got any of it? It's on the table. I lost some last time I was here. Or preaching. Y'all got a dollar? Somebody got a dollar? My wife won't let me have my wallet when I'm preaching. I'll give it back to you, maybe. All right. Everybody know what that is, don't you? You don't see many of them. They don't last long. Used to, you could put a couple of these in your gas tank and get on down the road for a day or so. Now you put one of these in and you're looking around because you're embarrassed. It's a hundred, amen. You you spend hundreds like you used to spend these. But this currency here, this is this one of the coins. What is this? That's fifty p. So fifty cent, fifty pence, right here. British money. Now currency matters. Denominations matter in that currency. If I somebody says, Well what denomination are you? What they're asking you is what currency? What 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 amount, can I put it this way, what amount of a hundred dollars are you? How much of a hundred are you? Are you one percent? Are you a five? Are you a ten? You're twenty? Maybe you're fifty. They're, they're, they're saying, based on the U.S. Treasury, how much of that are you, are you invested in? How much of that do you represent? When people ask you what denomination you are, what they're saying is, and they don't know they're asking this question, but what they're asking you is, how much of the Catholic Church do you still represent? How much do you still hold on to? Are you Anglican? Are you Presbyterian? Are you, hold on, are you Methodist? Are you Episcopalian? What, what still representation? And each one of them have a little bit of Catholicism in them. Some have a whole lot of, you go into the Anglican Church, you can't hardly tell the difference in them and the Catholic Church. They look the same. That's the denomination. The currency. Your denomination. This is a one dollar. It's one denomination. Amen? You got that? We don't have any connections to the Catholic Church. Our doctrine, our beliefs, as I said earlier, go back to Christ and His disciples. We can find it, trace it all. We trace it historically. We can trace it biblically. We know where our doctrine came from. So we're not, you know, here you go. They ask you what denomination you are say, I'm not one. Oh, you're non-denominational. No. No. No, I recognize there's other denominations. But we're Baptists. What's that mean? It means you believe the Bible. At least it used to. It ought to still mean that. Amen. Amen. That, I, I used to say oh, I don't preach, I don't preach Baptist doctrine. And I've kind of gotten away from saying that. Because Baptist doctrine ought to be Bible doctrine. They ought to coincide. Amen. What I come up in, What I believe, it does coincide. It's the same thing. Amen. He said, you've known my stand. Continue. Continue in that. Keep standing where you've stood. Don't back up. Don't give in. Don't back down. Keep standing. And the pressure's going to be there. The pressure's going to be there. It's going to be real. Several years ago, we was in Louisiana. I may have told this story here. We passed by. Somebody hit a a boar. And I told Ginger, I said, I believe we can stop and get that thing. He's fresh. I said, We we can cook him. She wouldn't let me. You remember? Am I telling it right? He's fresh. Meat's meat. Praise God. He wasn't busted up. He just dead. She said, We ain't getting that hog. I said, Come on now. She said, I said we ain't getting that hog. He said, I wouldn't let my wife talk to you that way. Well, you didn't marry the wife I got. When she said that, brother, we wasn't getting the hog. There wasn't no more discussion about it. We was done. We, we wasn't getting, we passed by a few days later and this hog had grown. I'm talking about he had grown. Not only had he grown, he had visitors, first time attenders. Amen. He was, he was growing, busting at the seams. Some might say. They had a whole lot of activity going on there at Hog Baptist Church. They had a whole lot. Of noise going on, activity, oh, there's a buzz around that place. You hear all this stuff, they talk about it at church, other churches, they say, oh, there's a buzz going on down there. It's, Hold on. The problem is, it may have started out good. But rock got in there. Contamination got in there. Now the crowd it's drawing, we don't want no part of. We want to reach every sinner we can. Amen. But these who profess godliness, he said from such, turn away. Turn your back on them. Leave them. Leave them. It's all don't you, they'll say this, don't you care about sinners? Yeah, I do. But that that you've got going on is a cesspool and the gospel ain't doing nothing there. You ain't preaching the gospel you promoting flesh, you're promoting wickedness, and I, I don't want a part of it. Oh, but we're seeing people saved, are you? Are you? I don't know how you are. Y'all testify with me a little bit on this. When I got saved, I changed. Amen. And it wasn't because I desired to change. He changed me. Amen. I didn't stay with the hog. Amen. I became a new creature and old things passed away. Amen everything became new it was all different when I got saved he said he said he said continue continue don't 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 give in to the pressure of the rot you can grow you can grow draw a crowd you can grow a a building you can grow as a group but how much church it is i I really question I really question he said he said continue. In your doctrine, you fully know my doctrine. He said, manner of faith, purpose, or manner of life, purpose, faith. He said, you've known my service. You've known how I stand. And you've also known how I serve God. We touched on that a little bit ago about how, how it makes a difference. You see how, you see how the men of God through the years, what have churches done through the years to serve God? Preaching's been preeminent. Preaching has been at the forefront. I love singing. Boy, I sat here tonight and I i I was tempted. I'll be honest with you. I was tempted to sit here tonight and just not sing. Not because I didn't enjoy it, but because I enjoyed hearing it. It was good. We got eight. Eight's good. I'm thankful for eight. But when you got eight that you said we ain't live streaming. You sure we ain't live streaming. Ain't nobody recording. I don't want to sound like I'm bad-mouthing my folks, because I ain't. But they can't sing, folks. They just can't. I love them, and we're trying to work with them. And, and I can say that, because I can't sing. And when you can't sing, you recognize real easy when other people can't sing. And they can't sing, they try. But I sit here tonight, and I listen to folks that can sing. And it helped me. And that's good, and it, it tunes our hearts to the preaching. It gets our hearts... Re- and there's services where to get out of the banks and the singing, and God takes over. Thank God for those services. But you can't have them every service. You've got to have preaching. And the service ought to stay the same. You see people where all they ever do is have singing and it's built up on singing and they have have this one in and that one in and oh, we're going to sing and we're going to sing and we're going to sing and we're going to sing. I like it, but who's preaching? And what are they preaching? How are they preaching? Amen. I like preaching. I don't care if it's preaching where the preacher's just steady, talking, nearly teaching. If he's got some meat on the bone... I like it. I don't care if we're swinging from the rafters and he's jumping up on top of the pulpit and standing and spitting and slobbering and sweating and throwing sweat to the back of the church, preaching wide open like a madman. I like that too. I prefer that. Amen. If I'd lose about 800 pounds, I might could preach that way. I like it. But I like all preaching. I don't care the style of the preaching, but the context of the preaching we got to have some meat. Amen? We need some preachers that will preach something and not just say, you know what, you've had a rough week. And you're doing good. You're doing so good. Just keep your head up. You're doing great. Yeah, we need encouragement. But every service, you ought not be able to walk walking out the door saying, hey, sometimes you ought to walk out the church doors after a service with your face soaked, snot running down your cheeks, your your shirt wet where God has broken you and convicted you, and you leave it here saying, Oh God, I didn't like none of that. But I sure did need it. Help me. God, I'm sorry. Don't let me go back to where I was. Let me leave here. There ought to be more of those than it is. Look at how good I'm doing. Preaching. Preaching's what does that. God uses preaching. He always has. And He always will. Amen. Our service matters. Our doctrine matters. Our stand. Our service matters. But then He goes on. And He says, you've known, it was still in verse number 10, the last bit of it, it says, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, and I told him at Lister. He goes on. He tells him, He said, the Lord delivered me out of all those. He said, you've known my stand, You've known my service. He said, but I want to be honest. He said, you've, you've seen me suffer. How many times that some of y'all been here? long time. Y'all was here before Brother James came. You stayed with him, and I'm I'm so grateful. But you've watched preachers through the years, your pastors, suffer. You've seen it. You've seen it firsthand and your heart broke with them. You watched them be long-suffering when you sit there on a pew thinking, why don't He deal with this? Hey Amen. Has anybody ever felt that way in church? Come on, be honest. You ever felt that way? You see things going on, you think, like, when is He going? I'll tell you what. Kid, give me half a minute up there. I'll, if He ain't going to deal with it, I will. I'll handle it. And you see him suffering. He's trying to get the mind of God on how to handle things. Trying to pray. And God, work in their hearts. So I, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be hard on it. God, if you'll work, if you'll handle it. And he still, most of the time, ends up getting bit. Getting hurt. Tries to handle it. Handles it the way he believes God wants to. Sometimes God will handle it and they still bite the Preacher. It happens. You've seen it. He said, You've seen all this. You've seen my long suffering. You've seen what tribulations. You've seen the persecutions I've endured. And God delivered me. He said, I want you to know God delivered me. But with that suffering also comes sympathy. When you hurt, you go through things. I, me and my wife, we, we, we first got married, me and Ginger, and we wanted children. We talked about it before we got married. I'm, I'm the baby of ten. She's middle of seven. How you get middle of seven, I'm not sure. Talk to her. But she's middle of seven. My math did, not teach me that in Noonan. But we wanted a big family. We wanted a, a whole, I'm talking about a missionary load of children, you know. If you're going to be a missionary, you need a lot of children. You miscarry. Seem like one after another. We have well meaning people say some stupid stuff. I don't know. You probably ain't supposed to say that word preaching, but I don't know another word to use. Stupid stuff. He's trying to help. Man, it hurt. What they said hurt almost as bad as the loss. And you don't understand when you're going through things, whether it's that or any other trial, you don't understand why am I going through this. Doctors told us, all oh, you won't ever be able to have a kid. Seven years after he was married, here come Autumn. Seven years later, Savannah. Jay's seven tomorrow. He was seven years after Savannah now. You understand seven? Y'all pray for me. How many of y'all going to pray for me? I don't need no surprises. All right. I'm nervous right now. It just kind of hit me when I was saying it. If I finish right now, y'all going to be mad at me because I'm kind of... no. That's right. That's right. But when you start going through things and the hurt, you then understand how to help somebody else. This is hard for me to ask. But when the persecutions come, as your missionary, I need you to continue. So many, man, the persecutions come and say, I can't deal with this. Not me. And they check out and they go back to the way they used to live. They go back to what they used to know. I need you to continue. Continue. I need to be able to point my youngins back to Lighthouse and say, "There's a crowd down there that has endured some things and going through some things. And if they can get through it, and God help, and they got the testimony that God delivered them, God deliver you too. God will help you too. Now, can I say this? The same request that I'm preaching to you, this ought to be an expectation you have on me and every other missionary that you support. Amen. You ought to expect the same out of them. Amen. It's a two-way street." I'm gonna give you this and I'll be done. We alright, preacher? Alright. I'm trying to be mindful of the time. I know some of y'all gotta get up and go to work tomorrow. Why? Why do we do all this? Why continue? What's the reason? Everybody wants a reason. Why? Why? I got a niece, and I love most of my nieces and nephews. But I got a niece that was FaceTiming with Savannah. This few months back, and we'll let our kids stay up midnight, 1, 2 in the morning because that's when their cousins are able to talk, and family's able to talk so we'll let them stay up and, and talk because they need that but it was up about midnight and Savannah needed to go to bed so I went in there and I said Savannah, I said, you need to get off at FaceTime and I turned to walk out and I heard her, why? y'all seen the Hulk Hulk smash! That's kind of how I come back in the room. I said, who said that? Who said why? Savannah said, it wasn't me. (laughs) She cleared her name quick. It wasn't me. I spoke to my niece on the phone. I said, because I said, it's time. Some things don't need explanation. Amen? I grew up on a whole lot of cause I said so. And that was good enough. I, I learned real quick, don't ask further. Amen. Hmm. But I want to give you the why. Why? God's good about telling us why. Verse number fifteen. He says, "And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures." We can stop right there. He said, "You want to know why? Called scriptures." Here's a good word that that COVID brought in that everybody understands now. It mandates it. It requires it. We could stop right there on the wise and be done. That, that, That would be the equivalent because I said so. Because Scriptures. He said, Thou hast known the holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. He said, Not just because of the scriptures, but because you're saved. They some things you just need to do because you're saved. We got over there, started preaching, and everybody, everybody drinks over there. Everybody. They start putting whiskey in their bottles when they're just infants. The, the, I ain't gonna call them preachers, the ministers. Of the churches over there. They drink. And I ain't talking about beer. I ain't talking about they getting a bud. I'm talking about hard liquor. Drink. They'll have a brain year on. The the Baptist church, Dumfries Baptist Church, has a brain year on beer Sunday once a year. Now, I don't know about you, but I got a problem with that. Being saved says to me, I can't do that. The Spirit of God, as I said, talked about earlier, that same Spirit that says amen to truth, that same Spirit says that Spirit that they're taking is wrong and I can't take part in it. But they ain't taught that. So I go to there preaching and I preach against alcohol. I preach against drinking. I preach against all that. And I had a man come to me and said, but why? I said, because you're saved. He said, I get that. I get that's what you're preaching. But what does the Bible say? I took him to several different Scriptures. And you'll hear people say, how many of you here got friends? I'm talking about friends that are in mostly like-minded churches. And they'll say, well, the Bible says not giving much wine. Y'all ever hear that? I hear that garbage all the time. Let me give you something that will help you on that. Proverbs 31, King Lemuel's mama's talking to him. We always preach that at Mother's Day. Y'all with me? Y'all understand? Y'all know where I'm at? What's she say to him? It's not for kings, o Lemuel. It's not for kings to drink strong drink. Not for kings. Leviticus tells us that it's not for the Levitical priest to drink alcohol of any kind. Y'all with me? Book of Revelation tells us that he has made us to be kings and priests. So if you're a king and a priest, if you're what God's made you to be when he saved you, that Old Testament reference says it's not for you. You tell them that. Next time they bring it up, tell them that. Ask them then. Say, now how can you reason it? Now how can you argue? So there's some things, hey, I thank God that Bible. It's just so good. It's so right. It'll help you. Amen. But took that Bible and showed him. He, he quit drinking. It's hard for him. We had to kind of wean him off. Again, he's been drinking since he was an infant. Had to wean him off. Be patient with him. He come to me. He said, he said, pasta. I want be careful. You know what I'm talking about. Pasta. Like I'm some sort of Italian dish or something. And a pasta. He said, uh, he said, I, I just have a hard time. He said, they give me, people will give me birthday and Christmas. They'll give me a bottle of wine and I know what they're pay for this. I'll just give it to somebody else. I said, you can't do that. The Bible tells, talks about giving it to your neighbor and it warns us you can't do that. He said, I got to pour it out. I said, yeah. I said, I'll come pour it out for you. And he eventually got there. It got to where he pours it out. And you know, it took time. You do have to be patient with people, understand. But, but scripture will cause us to continue. Being saved will cause us to continue. He says this, he said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. It's just sound. It's just solid, sound advice to continue. Any of y'all ever in the military? Raise your hand. None of you? None of you serve? Anybody in in any public service? Alright, just trying to fill the audience out. We're going to figure out we're crashing and burning. Well, you know this. Folks in the military, they're given orders. They're given a command. You know what their job is to do until they hear back from anybody? Just keep doing what they're doing. If they tell them to move a pile of Sand from here to there, and they get done. Well, they better find some more sand to just keep moving sand. Amen. And so I don't know what we're doing, what we're doing, and we're not growing, we're not seeing anything. Just keep doing what you're doing. It don't have to be easy, but it's just sound advice. Just keep doing it. Amen. But not just that. He goes on, he says, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, For instruction in righteousness. Now, all of that sounds negative to me. All of it. How many of y'all like to get in? I know you fellas don't like instructions. We throw them out. We don't need no instruction. We don't like instruction. I don't want nobody reproving me. I don't want, amen? Let's be honest. I don't like correction. Don't correct me. We don't like it. Because we think we're right. But that reproof, correction, and instruction, in righteousness is this. When you was little, most of you old enough to remember what whoopings are. Some of you had spankings, and some of you now getting timeouts, and those of us that got whoopings, we was one hollering timeout, wasn't we? One mom and daddy. But that whooping, it was reproof. It was correction. It was fixing a problem, and that pain that was associated with it reminded us. If it's a good whooping, it reminded us forever. Some of you, like Paul, you bear in your body the marks. Amen. You, you, you you've been there. You know those were reminders. I don't ever want to do that again. You see somebody else doing it, you shudder. Like, mmm. it's a reminder. What all that did. Was it strengthen you? You didn't think it at the time. At the time, you thought you was about to die. But it strengthened you. It made you into the man or the lady that you are today. When reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, that all comes from the Word of God, through the man of God, amen? He said it's given that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished in all good works. He's saying this is given so the man of God, when he preaches it, he's got something to stand on, not just his opinion. He's truly furnished in His good works. Amen? All of that is to help you. How many times we see people blow up? He ain't going to talk to me that way. I don't care what that preacher thinks. I, But well, hold on, hold on. All Scripture is given by inspiration. Let's jump down. We ain't trying to skip over things. That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. The man of God's preaching the word of God, not his opinion. Preaching the word of God to help you, to strengthen you. Why do you need to continue? Because it'll strengthen you. It'll help you. Amen. Again, missionaries' requests were threefold. Paul's request: communicate, come, but please continue. Amen. I love you, church. I have no doubt that you're going to continue. Have no doubt. But I, I want you to know that that what I expect of you, I feel that same expectation in return. And together there's that accountability. You expect me to do right, I expect you to do right. And if we'll be accountable to each other, and that's why God intended that missionary church relationship to be, is accountability. Amen? The same request. Come. You want me to come back? Amen? That's why I'm here tonight. You want me to come back? At least the preacher did. Th- thought he did. Uh, thanks he did. Maybe changing his mind. Uh, want me to come back? Amen. You want me to communicate? That's what them prayer letters are. Even if you're late, that's what them prayer letters are. It's communication. I'm letting you know how things are, what your mission dollars is accomplishing. And you want me to continue. This is a, this is a, just a, it just full circle. And that's the way it works, the way God intended it. So here, here's what I'd say. And I'm gonna turn it back to the preacher. You keep doing what you're doing, and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to expect it. You pray for me, and expect it out of me that I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Amen. I love you, church. Thank you so much, preacher.